in the snow. New, new, newsy. Newsy jacuzzi. Hello, and welcome to our eighth episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. I'm your host, Lila Shankar Prickett. And I'm the sound effects editor and big story explainer, Mindy Prickett. Ham, you mean my mama. Yes, my other name is Leela's mom. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yep. Got your umbrella? Got my brolly. Check. Got your galoshes on? Wellington boots are on. Check. All right, let's go. In case you didn't know, we're in the middle of the monsoon here in India and it's pouring. And over in America, Hurricane season is underway in a big way already. So in this week's episode, we're diving deep into storm season around the world. Explaining what hurricanes really are and how they get their names, how the season is kicking off in America, how the monsoon is causing a mess in South Asia. We also find out about a nine-year-old Kenyan whose clever invention is helping fight COVID-19. And finally, a tale about a sly fox and a clever cat thief. But first, let's hear what's been making news around the world. Hold on tight, it's Around, around the, the world, world in 80 Seconds. seconds. Hold tight! America's two political parties hold virtual national conventions or meetings to drum up enthusiasm ahead of the big November election. The Democratic Party went first and soon the Republicans will host theirs. But with no balloons, no standing ovations, no big audiences at all, these are the most unusual party conventions ever held. The U.S. Postal Service promises it will look into new policies that have caused the mail to be delivered more slowly. This disruption in service comes as many Americans will be relying on the post office to deliver their mail-in ballots, as some people don't want to go to polling booths during a pandemic. Tensions remain high in the Eastern European country of Belarus, with people still protesting over the re-election of longtime President Alexander Lukashenko. Protesters say the recent election was rigged unfairly in his favor. A volcano in the Asian country of Indonesia is hot after an eruption sent a column of volcanic material three miles into the sky. It's the latest eruption along the Pacific Ring of Fire, which is an arc of volcanoes encircling the Pacific Ocean, where most of the world's volcanoes are. And an ancient soap-making workshop is being uncovered in Israel. Archaeologists who discovered the artifacts say the soap makers clearly like passing their time playing an ancient game called Windmill, as a round limestone game board used for the strategy game was also found. Woo! Thanks for that flash around the world, and now it's time to tackle the, the big news story of the week. So it's officially hurricane season, and do you know what that means? My grandparents have to board up their house and head to the hills? Well, yes, sometimes. You've got the right idea. But let's talk about what hurricanes actually are. A tornado? Well, sort of. A hurricane is a huge swirling storm that's formed over tropical water in the ocean. You've maybe seen those images of them from space, and it really does look like a bunch of thick white swirling clouds, like cotton. Like cotton candy? <laughs> well, kind of. White cotton candy. But underneath that mm. cotton swirl of clouds, it's wind. <whistles> 
think of the windiest wind you've ever experienced. Maybe on a playground or a beach as a storm suddenly came up and your hair starts to blow all over the place. Your hat might blow right off your head. Or have you ever had your umbrella flipped inside out? Well, that's nothing. That's probably just your average 20 to 30 mile per hour, super strong breeze. But have you ever been out when it's so windy that it's difficult to walk? The twigs are breaking off trees. Even that's just called a gale. A what? A gale. That's a pretty word for serious wind. But when you, being a sensible person, go inside, <sighs> That's better. Tell me about it. When it's a storm outside and you see from your window, sensible person that you are, roof shingles or tiles flying off houses or those guttering pipes that are around houses ripping off, that's still just a strong gale going at about 45 to 50 miles an hour. Even when the branches of trees are ripping off, it's still not considered a storm? Nope, not until the winds get to 55 miles an hour and then loads of things like trees are uprooted and stop signs are yanked from the road and slung up into the air and look out, things are flying about and might knock you out. Mama? Yeah? I thought you said we were indoors. Oh yeah. I got a bit carried away there. <laughs> anyway, that's still not a hurricane, Leela. Only when the wind reaches 74 miles an hour, that's 119 kilometers an hour, then it's a hurricane. That's as fast as a car goes on a highway. On a highway, a car powered by fuel. That's fast. And things flying about that could knock people out or bust windows isn't the only problem. The wind can also cause a storm surge. You remember that a surge means a push, right? Oh, jeez. Mama! <laughs> well, the wind pushes a wall of seawater to the shore. Mix that with the rain already pouring down and... You have a lot of water. Bingo, which is called... A flood! Right. So even when the storm passes, there can still be massive flooding, which can rot out cars and wooden floors and carpets. Never mind the creepy things that swim around in streets that have turned to rivers. Are you talking about... <sighs> <laughs> yep, snakes. And the other thing is, you don't know where those sewer holes are. And what if the lid has popped up and you slip down? Hmm. Yeah, I know. So while it looks tempting to play in the flood water, it's better to stay away if you can help it. So that, my dear, is a hurricane. Sounds like fun, huh? Uh-uh. <laughs> well, usually there's a big one every season, but this season is already proven to be a doozy. So I think it's high time we cut across to South Carolina, a state on America's eastern seaboard that gets bashed every summer by storms. Ah, yes. Our reporter Gabriel Goldman is standing by to give us the latest. Over to you, Gabriel. Thanks, Hila. Here in South Carolina, we have 200 miles of some of the prettiest beaches in America. But when the air and water get warmer out at sea, it creates clouds that whip up into a massive storm. Watch out, these pretty beaches become a danger zone. Like last year when Hurricane Dorian hit land. With winds going 185 miles per hour, it was one of the most powerful hurricanes ever recorded in the Atlantic Ocean. And weather experts called meteorologists say this season could be just as bad. 
We're in the early part of the season, but there's been nine storms already. Thanks, Gabriel. But can you tell us how tropical storms even get their names? Believe it or not, the World Meteorological Organization comes up with a name list way ahead of each season. There's a name chosen for each letter of the alphabet, alternating between girl names and boy names. Except for Q, U, X, Y, and Z, of course, because there aren't a lot of names starting with those letters, are there? But hold on, let's do the math. We've had nine storms already, and experts predict there could be 10 to 15 more. Hmm, we could get through the name list at this rate. And that, listeners, means I'll be heading to the beach to go surfing sooner than later. Thanks, Gabriel. Wait, did he say he was going to the beach during hurricane season? Yeah, those surfers are a bit crazy. They'll do anything for big waves. But I'm sure when the wind turns to a hurricane, he'll get into a safe place. <laughs> but Mama, what happens if they do run out of names? Do they start all over again and begin at the beginning of the alphabet, but with new names? Ah, good question. Actually, they switch over to the Greek alphabet. <laughs> well, you know there's a country called Greece, and like India, they had a very ancient civilization, meaning they were some of the earliest humans to develop advanced languages and sciences, right? So like Sanskrit here in India, the ancient Greek language is the backbone of a lot of European languages, including English. So when the weather people run out of letters in the English alphabet to name their storms, they go to the Greek alphabet, alpha, beta, gamma, etc. But I have another question. <laughs> Fire away. How come we don't have hurricanes here in India? Well, we do, but they're not called hurricanes. Huh? We have the monsoon and cyclones. Bingo. Hurricanes here are called cyclones, but they're not very common. They can happen, but not often. Here, it's the monsoon we have to worry about. Last week, the heaviest downpour in nearly 50 years brought the city of Mumbai to a standstill. So... We need to go across to our reporter in Mumbai, Naila Faruqi, and her little sister, Novera, for more. Hello, Leela. I'm here in Mumbai, India's most populated city. You'll never guess how many people are crammed into this narrow peninsula. That's a fancy way of saying we are surrounded by water. 20 million people live here. And because this peninsula is not very big, most of us are just packed in dense, like jelly beans in a jar. In fact, we are officially the most densely populated city on earth. So when it rains and rains and rains here, it's crazy. Naila, you have to tell them when monsoon is first. Right, it's when the big winds change direction. Many people don't know this, but there's a wet and dry monsoon. But these days, when we say monsoon, we mean the rainy season, which is June to September. For us in Mumbai, this one has been bad. It's rained and rained and rained. A few days ago, the wind was more than 100 kilometers an hour. That's 60 miles per hour. Cars were being tossed around, billboards ripped away, and trees were uprooted. We've had the heaviest rainfall for August in 47 years. And being in a super crowded city means there are more chances for people to get hurt in such a storm. 
but also the drainage isn't so great here so it was flooded for days and sadly no rain is expected this is naila farooqi and vera farooqi reporting from mumbai for newsy jakuns thanks naila and you too no vera don't forget your umbrellas and just to finish off this stormy segment While hurricanes are what people in the Americas call massive tropical storms, and we call them cyclones here in the Indian Ocean and the South Pacific, guess what they call them in the Northwest Pacific Ocean? I mean, for Japan and China and the Philippines, typhoons. Typhoons! What? <laughs> All right, let's dry off, shall we? Yes, please. Now for a story about terrific ingenuity. Terrific ingenuity. What? What? <laughs> ingenuity. You've heard the word genius, right? Well, to have exceptional natural talents, well, ingenuity is similar and that you're being clever, particularly in an inventive, imaginative way. Okay, got it. So this story is from Kenya in Africa, where a 9-year-old boy showed some solid ingenuity in helping fight the nasty old coronavirus in his village. Solid ingenuity. I like that. We have this report from our East Africa correspondent, Junkie Shaw. The whole world is in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, and when a nasty virus is spreading like crazy, what's the most important thing we can do? Wash your hands, of course, but this is easier said than done when you live in a place where water is hard to come by, and when it's not always flowing from a tap or faucet. Also, if you're holding a bottle or bucket of water to wash with, how do you keep those things clean and virus-free? And if you're sharing it with others, it makes it even harder. These problems are bothering a nine-year-old from Western Kenya, Stephen Wamukota. Luckily for his village, he has great ingenuity. So he invented a contraption with two pedals. One pedal is connected to a bottle of water. When you step on it, it flips upside down. So the water comes out, and when you take your foot off the pedal, the bottle goes back up. Same thing with the other pedal that's connected to some liquid soap. And presto, you have a hands-free hand-washing machine for the whole village. After his dad posted the clever contraption on Facebook, Of course, it went viral. Now Stephen is something of a celebrity here in Kenya, so much so that the president of Kenya has given him an award for helping in the fight against COVID-19. And that's not all. People realize how ingenious and kind Stephen is. So his governor has promised him a scholarship to a super good private school to make sure those smart brains of his don't go to any waste in Kenya. And Junkie Shaw reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks, Junkie. What a cool story. What a cool boy. But mama, I don't think it was just ingenuity this boy had. I think it was also Jugad. You are so right. Okay, but for those people who don't speak Hindi, you want to tell them what Jugad means? Well, it's like ingenuity, but it's being clever and imaginative when you're stuck. When you can't just go to the store and buy whatever tools and supplies you want. So it's being ingenious and inventive with limited resources. Yes. All righty. What do we have next? Well, step right, step right, step right, 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 right up. Right up. Go go the lucky dip machine. The lucky dip machine. What's it going to be today? Eh? An oddball, no doubt. An oddball, no doubt. 
indeed. Or should I say odd animals? So usually naughty humans who steal things at night quietly climbing walls and silently stepping into windows like a cat. They're called cat burglars. But what about when the cat is the thief? And not a hungry little kitty stealing the odd chicken bone. Not even a frisky little kitty stealing a toy. But a cat with a thing for shoes. Pew! Well, that's the story of Jordan, the fluffy black and white cat thief who prowls in his neighborhood in Pennsylvania, America, nabbing two or three pairs of shoes left outside every night. His owner is overwhelmed and a little embarrassed with all the shoes showing up at her house. So she decided to put up a post, hoping to reunite her neighbors with their stolen shoes. Turns out, this isn't just an American cat thing. All the way over in Germany, there's a sly fox doing the same thing. A resident in a neighborhood in Berlin was so annoyed to discover his best running shoes were stolen. He posted something on his community page, only to find out he wasn't alone. Loads of people were wondering what happened to their shoes. So this resident went on a hunt. He followed the fox into a thicket of bushes, crawling around for almost an hour until he discovered the fox's secret stash of more than a hundred shoes. But one mystery still remains. Why shoes? You can't eat them. Not much anyway. Do they want to play with them? Doesn't seem so. I think maybe they just like the smell of feet. Pew! <laughs> Gross! I think maybe they're just trying to keep up with the latest fashions. I don't know. The picture I saw showed a lot of crocs. You used to love crocs. I did? Yes. Anyway, maybe it's an animal thing. Foxes, cats, crocs. Get it? Ha! Good one. <laughs> Good one. Now we usually end our show with the oddball story. Oh yeah, but no longer. We have something fabulous to introduce. That's the word. So, you know this is a news podcast. But what does news mean? It just means new information. But even with new information, there's often a lot of background, a lot of fun facts. <laughs> You're right. Why do we always call them fun facts? I mean, plain tag is fun, but facts? When they're super interesting, they're... Fabulous! Or just fab for short. <laughs> so every episode, we are going to wrap up with our top five fab facts heard on the show. Of course, this episode of the fab facts is going to be pretty stormy. Here goes... Fab fact number one. In order for a storm to be called or categorized as a hurricane, the wind must be 74 miles per hour. Fab fact number two. Hurricanes are named after letters of the alphabet, alternating between male and female names. 
except for the letters Q, U, X, Y, and Z. Fab fact number three. If there are enough named storms to go through the alphabet in a single season, excluding the five letters that aren't used, then the Greek alphabet is used to name tropical storms. Fab fact number four. Hurricanes are called cyclones in the South Pacific and Indian Ocean, and typhoons in the Northwest Pacific Ocean near China and Japan. Fab fact number five. The special Hindi word for having ingenuity, which means thinking of a clever and unusual way of doing something, but with few resources. It's called jugad. With that, we're over and out on this stormy episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. If you enjoyed this dip in the whirlpool of news and information, then do subscribe to our podcast. And while you're at it, give us a good rating, or better still, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to get in touch, then drop us an email to contact at newsyjacuzzi.com So see you next week in the Newsy Jacuzzi.